Coming to you from River Falls, Wisconsin, this is Filmology. I am one of the co-hosts of the show, Johnny G. Today I'm joined by... Megan Hampson. Tyler Ruza. Andy Tiedemann. Nick Weninger, The Average Man Review. And Nick, welcome back. It's been a I, while. Oh, it's we been a while. I have missed you guys, all of you sexy listeners out there. I've missed all of you. I know they're sexy. Well, there's only they are, sexy. I can they're tell. They're listening to us. I can tell. Come on. John, you're discriminating, you guys, he's discriminating against our non-sexy listeners. <sighs> I love all of you guys. <laughs> anyway, that much love to I do. I have a lot of love. Does anybody have any uh, news or anything, uh, housekeeping news, before we start off with my housekeeping news? Some quick news. <laughs> this week, or was it last week? I forget. Anyway, the Batman vs. Superman Extended Edition came out. <laughs> and I watched it. Did it for, get better? For all of you people who had to suffer through the first time, do not suffer through it again. I did it for <laughs> you, and I can tell you it was worse. I've been so curious about the three-hour cut. Nick, it was you, worse. They added the like real MVP. They add, yeah, I know. I took one for the team here. Like it was a struggle to finish. <laughs> I disagree <laughs> with you. I haven't made my whole way through it yet. But <laughs> I wasn't able to finish it. Yeah, I, but I, I disagree I, with you. <laughs> I was well. I, I got a, I got forty-five minutes in, so there, there were a lot of changes already. He got neck deep in the muck, and he was like, "I'm still gonna finish." <laughs> I, I, it was I, bad. I'm sorry, man. They added 30 minutes of garbage. It, 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 it cleans up so many of the plot points, though. But it was like, still garbage. The movie is still garbage. This can't fix the movie. It's not like a it didn't a bigger bag of garbage. It didn't fix anything. But they plots. said it was going to fix the movie. It didn't fix anything. The, the whole and it's rated R. Well, that's because there's a lot more blood in it. Like, they just added blood. That's it. That's Yeah, that was it. And it was... It's really Zack awful. Snyder got his way. <laughs> we need more cords, sir. We need orange CGI blood. It was bad. That's my news. Don't watch it. Don't even buy that movie. It's garbage. All right, my news. We have a website now. It's officially up. Can, Yay! Can I say I can't find the website? I tried searching it. Filmologyshow.com. How far are we down on the Google bars? Pretty far, because I'm not paying for anything on that. Oh. Page nine, page eight. <laughs> Did you really? Uh, no, I need to. No, find I, I searched for it and I couldn't find it, so I was Filmology. like, "Oh darn!" If you go to uh, filmologyshow.com, I just looked up filmology, right and I was scrolling through, and there's lots of weird European ticket yes. deals. Yeah, but, but if you don't Google it, if you actually just go right to the web page, it's there. It's we up. are not. It exists. <laughs> I will use my phone to find. We are not a European thing. ticket service, well, everyone. No. When I do filmology show, first thing I get is our Twitter page and then our iTunes page. Darn it, iTunes! Blocking our real websites. <laughs> so filmologyshow.com. It's not 100 percent up to date at the moment, but it's there's good. A, it's good enough. For the there's time a decent need. amount of things to start perusing. By the time it's all actually up to date, you'll be fine. So I promised a Star Trek Beyond giveaway. So if you go to the page, you click the, on the mobile site, you click the little top bars, you look at, you look at the Star Trek Beyond, click giveaways, pops up, and here's what it says. We're giving away four prizes in honor of Star Trek Beyond. The grand prize will be a copy of Star Trek The Compendium and a Star Trek Beyond poster. The three runner-ups will be given just the Star Trek Beyond poster. To enter, scroll down to the Contact Us area on the right side of the screen or below us, below uh, on the mobile site, and tell us which filmology member your review you most agree with. It's that simple. Winners will be announced on the Pete's Dragon episode of Filmology in two weeks. Woo! Pete's Dragon! Um, which is also Sausage Party. 
Yeah. So, getting surprisingly good reviews. I know, I'm excited. I've been seeing. I'm very excited. I'm excited for both. I saw another TV spot for it yesterday. The CGI today. looked like early 2000s yes. from what I saw, which is a little sad. Oh, but apparently, the, there's something good in there. So Sausage Party? Yeah. I Yeah, the a- animation style was not my cup of tea. I don't um, think it's anyone's cup of tea. It's just like store cheap. brand cheap tea. <laughs> it's that instant coffee. Yes. <laughs> Uh, quick things on the website. So we have the top fives. We have reviews. We got some Tyler. We have some year reviews up. Nick. We have some year reviews and links to the from uh, the average man reviewers. I on will there. be publishing more. Don't worry, my avid readers. Just <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Uh, all of the we have a whole bunch of reviews up. We have at least forty to fifty reviews up on the site right now. We have the top five lists are up on the sh- not all of them, but by the time you guys hear this, they'll all be up. We have a thing called Filmology Film School, which is launching next month, which is just going back and taking a look at some old franchises, the boring films, uh, Evil Dead, Ghostbusters, Superman, Woo. Batman. Woo. Um, then Megan and I are doing a thing called uh, Filmology Turn the Page, which is a book club, basically. Uh, we are taking a look at... It's Harry Potter Cursed Child. It's sitting in our living room right I now. I haven't looked at it yet. Hey, did you get it? Anyone here get the... Script? No. I think if Tiffany knew it came out today, she probably would have, but I don't think she did. Well, there's lots of copies left at Target. I was oh, just there sure before we, have we came here. She's right upstairs. You can go tell her. <laughs> I could. Thanks. You also get a free poster if you... Yeah, there's still any posters yeah. left, though. Yeah, because I got one well, at tomorrow, tomorrow morning, then. Our first uh, book that we're going to be taking a look at is actually a Harry Potter book. It's Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. We're going to start that off, take a look at the book, we're going to read the book again, and watch the movie. No! (laughs) Compare, contrast, review in general. (laughs) Alright. That's it for housekeeping. We're going to move on to news. Should I just start with news? Because I think I'm going to go for it. Yeah, go for it. I have have news. We're going to take my news. I don't have news. I have a discussion for us that I would like our listeners to get on as well. Does your news have to do with Mary Poppins? No. Okay, awesome. Meryl Streep is going to be in the new Mary Poppins movie, which uh, I... Am, as what? Uh, Mary Poppins' cousin. Oh, she has, so uh, who's, how, how who's many Mary Poppins? awards will she get nominated for for this role? Two, Supporter, three? Supporting Five. actress, so one. She'll probably get more than one knowing that's <laughs> Meryl Streep. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, Meryl Streep is in a movie. What, what did we give her last year? Give her she the, got be- one for give her the, the best actor. She got into the woods <laughs> yeah. somehow. Best actor and best supporting actor. No, it wasn't all bad performance. It wasn't an Academy worthy performance. <laughs> they can't yell at us for for that. Let's see here. Uh, she's playing the. Let's have her beat Will Smith for best actor. <laughs> She'll be playing the co- uh, cousin whose name is Topsy Turvy. Who's playing Mary Poppins? I'm William Blunt. But I'm still not Makes excited sense. for this movie because it's Mary Poppins is one of my all-time favorite movies, and they're going to ruin it. What? Sure. She'll, she'll be the character from Sicario, but in Mary Poppins. <laughs> That'd be the best. Yes. Uh, what's, what's his name? Hal- Hamilton guy. Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, he's playing Bert. At least I'm assuming. Oh, dang. Assuming, yeah. I'm assuming he's Bert. Yes. So it's yeah, going to be been. rapping Mary Poppins. No, the people from Hairspray oh, okay. are writing the music, which worries me as well. All right, so that's my bit of news. Anyone else have Tyler? You have news? Yes, I have news. It's almost news discussion, but uh, we recently had a trailer released for The Great Wall, um, what's being hailed <sighs> as the most expensive Chinese film to date. And a lot of people are up in arms that there's a Chinese film where Matt Damon's the main character because he's white. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, for me personally, I don't have an issue with it because this is a Chinese director choosing to have a, a main Hollywood actor as his star. But he's and they're definitely not just trying to make a historical period piece because then they wouldn't be having a 
<laughs> the Great Wall being built to prevent monsters from right. uh, getting in. So also, you mean that's a, not a true historical event? That, I mean, the way they I mean, we spent seventeen hundred years building the wall to keep out monsters. That makes monsters, sense. Monsters, Mongolians, yeah. same thing. Yeah. You know, Actually, there is a case to be made. <laughs> There's a case to be made. James Khan was very scary. Yes. Quite a frightening but, individual. Uh, <laughs> for, for me personally, I don't have a problem with it. I think Hollywood borrows actors from other film industries to play characters, and this is a Chinese director choosing to have Matt Damon as a lead actor, and they He's also have Diamond. Willem Dafoe, and also another one of the actors from Game of Thrones is also in the movie. Ooh. So they're they're t- making a choice of who they want to be cast in their movie. I don't think it's a problem if they're choosing Matt Damon to be their lead, but some people on the internet thinks it's completely outrageous to have Matt Damon as a star of a... Chinese action monster film that's also seems to be in English. These are the same people that threw a fit over Emma Stone being in Aloha and being Hawaiian yeah. but being white. I mean, so. there, there, for, for, for yeah. there, there's a point to have a uh, contention with. There, there's always issues with films. Like for example, the movie Twenty One. Um, the I like that movie. Blackjack. I, I like it too. What are you gonna say? But oh, the lead, the lead the character story? was supposed to okay. be Asian, and they cast Jim Sturgis and had but maybe an, they an Asian were actor play as the comedic side character. Maybe they were afraid that having an Asian guy who's really good at math would get them even mm. would get them in even more trouble. Oh, and he's playing the devil game. <laughs> I am playing devil's advocate here. I think maybe. if you're trying to make a movie based on a true story, you should adhere to the race of the people that it's based on. But you on. don't have a problem with Matt Damon being cast. That's because this isn't a true story. <laughs> yes, it is. They're not going to open this as a true story. How do you <laughs> know? The secret behind events. the Great Wall. Inspired by true events. That way they're not lying. Oh, yeah, right. I suppose they did build a wall. There was they a wall, build a yeah. wall, and the way they viewed it, the Mongolians were monsters. No lies. <laughs> yeah, there was, like, a Joss thing where they never actually show the way people die, or the, the actual evil monster, so you can't actually tell it's a monster. No, what? And they're just, just like, Mongolians. Mongolians. No, it literally just be Mongolian people. Oh, what God, I would kind of love that. <laughs> what do you think of the casting for Ghost in the Shell? I think that's what it's called, the new Scarlett Johansson. I know there's mm-hmm. a lot of oh. uproar about yep, that. Yeah, there was some bad oh, right. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell is from uh, Japan. It's an but anime. But the way they're drawn, they look like white people. They're, they look English. Yeah. A lot of anime is like that. Yeah. Like The only one I can think of off the top of my head is um, Samurai Champloo. And even a lot of the characters in that look white, so... See, I'm looking at Nick, the... Nick, Wayne with your best Nick, anime yeah. knowledge. Nick, you how much do you I have anime? I have no experience with anime whatsoever. But just you love anime. watching the anime movies I have. <laughs> so what... Akira! 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 Kaneda! <laughs> so the Great Wall, is it, it's not being produced by China, is it? Because everyone who's like on the writing team is American. It's... It was being hailed as the most expensive Chinese film made to date, so I'm not sure if it's maybe they just need films about China, China or if it's just the just it's Chinese. Chinese. Yeah, I don't know. I mm. haven't done that much research into the Great Wall. The movie 2012 took place in China at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I want to forget that movie. John Cusack save us. <laughs> uh, the director of the Great Wall also directed Hero in 2002, yep. which oh, which was I a fantastic film, yeah. I think. Uh, when you I first can be your hero, baby. When you first said this, I thought of uh, the man with the iron fist. Did anybody no. say that? Still haven't seen that one. <laughs> I do have the soundtrack for it, though. I found Why the soundtrack. No, listen, I found the soundtrack at another Target in their clearance bin for like $3. It's and I was like, $3. Okay. 
So I have the soundtrack somewhere. All right, Andy, your discussion topic. Child actors. Who does everybody pick as their favorite child actor? Jacob Cur- Tremblay. Is it currently a child or ever? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's open this up. Let's go ever. Drew Barrymore, E.T.? I mean, I think... Oh, gosh. I didn't prepare for this. I don't know. <laughs> Jacob Tremblay. I would say Jacob Tremblay or the yeah. kid from Beast of Nature. He could have honestly been nominated for Best Supporting Actor. I don't know why he wasn't. You really could. What do we define as a child actor? So what's the, what's the, the age cutoff? Hmm? What's the age cutoff for a child actor? Under 18? No. Under 13? I'd say under, yeah, under being a teen. So 12 and under? Jake Lloyd, come on. You want to do it? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Hey, no, leave him alone. He got bullied. <laughs> He's also in jail, I think, at the moment. <laughs> uh-huh. He got bullied really hard. I, I, know, I know he alone. did, and I feel bad for him, but then he goes to cons and signs stuff, so he, he can't have it both ways. Who would want his signature? There was a line. There was what? a kids that don't know any better. No, I want a signature. That's John. weird. No. I need to complete No, you everything. don't, John. Well... So you, John, it's like it's like when you when you buy Batman versus Superman, you don't want it, but some sick no, sick no, perverted no, 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 part no, of your yes. brain no, forces no, you to no, get it. No, I wanted the extended cut. I wanted the extended cut. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No one did. No one asked for that. What are we talking about? But yeah, Jacob Trem- <laughs> favorite child. Jacob Tremblay in the movie Room was absolutely fantastic. He, like I said, he should have been nominated for an Oscar. I don't know who he would have taken the place of. Are you looking it up? Supporting actor. But I'm looking at what else he has coming oh, out. Okay, I'm looking up supporting actors now. I need to I'm know. just looking up child actors. I don't know what... Tyler, that's cheating off the top of your head right now. No, I can't name any names. It's Jacob Tremblay. We all know it. Well, no, I don't want to That's discussion over. Discussion. That's what he wanted. No, he actually, proposed a question to give you the answer. Mine yes. is the kid from a be- from a Beast of No Nation. Okay, he was good. He was amazing. He was very good. Uh, what was that movie? Interesting. From Benzinet Wallace. Anybody like oh, her? Yeah. I mean, she hasn't done anything. She yeah. did Annie. Yeah, no, that's mm. kind of why she's not going to do anything. Hey, mm-hmm. man, even great oh, actors geez. have some duds. But as a kid actor, you have one dud that you're kind of done. Like, not to be rude. Done and done. Like, you know, she should have done some Disney Channel originals first. <laughs> and, and he's just as good as the Disney Channel. Woo! Like, that, and he was There's bad. no way it's as good as, uh, uh, what is it? Smart House. Uh, oh, directed by uh, Smart House was the bomb. It's terrible. I like that movie. I love it, and it's terrible. Have you watched it recently? It's awful. Yes. <laughs> no, I haven't watched it's it. Trash. Uh, quick, it's wonderful. <laughs> quick thing: uh, the people who were nominated for best supporting actor last year at the Oscars, Eric Rylance, who won, Christian Bale, Tom Hardy, Mark Ruffalo, Sylvester Stallone. I don't think you really could get rid of any of them. Tom Hardy, Stallone. Stallone was supposed to win. Remember that? Stallone. Yeah, he was. Totally have gotten hey, rid of Stallone. Remember when I said he wasn't going to win? Oh, I said he wasn't going to win. I picked Rylance. My, my I picked Mark Ruffalo. I picked Stallone. I don't remember who I picked. But. You had political reasons, though, right? Not well, I thought it was because reasons. he's never won, and this might be his very last chance yeah, to win. Yeah, political reasons. And he was very good. He was good, and he wasn't winning an Oscar good. Maybe. <laughs> you never know what the odds In some sick, sick alternate dimension. He could have won. I don't think he was that bad. I think it was a good performance. No, he was really good. Alright, I'll throw in a child actor quick to bounce back. Abigail Breslin has been in a lot of movies. Is she still a child? Well. 
No, but she was. Not she was a very popular child actor for a lot of movies. Dakota Fanning? Oh, Elle. Yeah, Elle. I like Elle more, actually. She actually has something else coming out now, too. Can I, I can consider her a child still. I mean, I no, was, she's 23. Elle? No, she was 16 when they filmed uh, The Neon Demon. No, yeah, she's that, under 18, I think, uh, when she did that movie. I think she is she, 18. Uh, I think she's 18. Oh, okay, then she's out of it. We're all wrong, guys. Either way, we were considering, like, 12 and under. So. All of our answers are wrong. It's Miley Cyrus. Clearly. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Yes. Wait, she no, was no, actually no. pretty good. I like the parents. Until she went crazy. No, that's when she got the best. <laughs> oh. And you're all jealous. <laughs> oh. Well, on the front no. of Jacob Tremblay, there are three movies that we can still see him in this year that are all coming out in the next couple of months. So. Yeah. Wow. What are yeah. they? That's Before a busy I wait, kid. The Book of Henry and Shut In, which I hadn't heard of until just now, but it comes it's out. It's the room sequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> he escaped just to get put back. <laughs> it's uh, a sitcom is what it is. <laughs> no, it looks like a horror movie. Um, him and Naomi Watts. Oh, no. Comes out yeah, and Before I Wake is a, is a horror Before too. I Wake is a horror movie with Kate Bosworth. <laughs> who is <laughs> similar. He thought he got it. And then of Henry is also... <laughs> he thought he escaped his nightmare. With Naomi Watts. But now, he's stuck in constant horror. <laughs> Alright, Andy, what was your point for bringing this up? Oh, I just wanted to know. Just wanted to know? I was watching Beasts of No Nation, and I was like, hmm. This kid versus Jacob Tremblay. I wonder which one's better. Should that movie have had an awards push? I know a lot of people were saying it should have. No? Not that good? Okay. Uh, it's super good, but it's not awards good. The kid was. Um, and Indra Elba was really, really good. Did yeah. he wear alien makeup like in Star Trek? No, he didn't. that movie? No, he just wore scumbag makeup. Uh, he was just a scumbag. <laughs> Uh, and actually, it probably should have been nominated for cinematography. It was really beautiful. You need to watch it. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to find out now who's a watcher and who's a player. We are going to review Nerve. So here is the trailer oh. for Nerve. Welcome to Nerve, a game like Truth or Dare, minus the truth. Watchers pay to watch, players play to win, cash and glory. Are you a watcher or a player? Are you a watcher or a player? Are you a watcher or player? Watch player. It's cool, right? This looks very sketchy. <laughs> is this legal? Life is passing you by. You need to take a few risks every once in a while. I do take risks. Okay. You're playing Nerve. Do you accept your dare game? Kiss a stranger the for five stranger. seconds. <sighs> Just kiss that guy. A high school senior finds herself immersed in an online game of truth or dare, where her every move starts to become manipulated by an anonymous community of watchers. I'm going to start off really quick, because I, I know Nick's po- really positive on the movie. Andy, I really don't know where you fit, and I know I, Megan is... Megan lukewarm. Is lukewarm. Um, this is directed by the two people who directed Catfish, which was another movie I was not a big fan of, but I didn't know that they directed it until afterwards. Emma Roberts, I can believe her as a teenager. That's fine. I'm cool with that. Uh, Dave Franco, is he supposed to be a teenager? Was he ever given They never that? told us. Okay, so I can just believe he's Dave Franco, which is fine. 
<laughs> just Dave Franco playing Truth or Dare with some <laughs> random girl. Anytime you can't see that Dave made Franco. the movie better. This is this is med student Dave Franco. I love the, the last movie season now. of Scrubs. I love the the Scrubs. Movie yeah, the he was last in the last season. season of Scrubs as a medical. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah. I don't. He, see. Um, he was funny though. He was hooking up with Joe. But is he believable as a medical student? Because yeah. I can't. I, He's kind of just like a goof off. He's like Turk, I think, kind of. If I remember right. For me, personally, this was a really overdirected movie. The camera was always moving. It never, over, sometimes it didn't have a sense of purpose. I did love the lighting on the movie. The lighting design on this movie is fantastic, so a big compliment. I love the colors, cinematography. Once again, I wasn't a big fan. A, a big problem I had, and it, it, this might just be me, that Mac computers, they made them touch screens. There's no such thing, and it really bothered me. Anybody else? Were they old school Macs, like in the trailer for the movie? No, they were like the new Macs. Like, oh. they're just but like, they they but show like through the screen, and they show her pushing the pull. screen to do things, <laughs> and he's sitting there going. Maybe it was just no. A, maybe it was an iPad Pro. No, no, it was it just was for, for like, visual purposes. It doesn't we, matter. We, 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 yeah, it doesn't matter, but it irritates him enough. The, this is all he's talked about for three days. But John the sheep, John the apple sheeple, was really excited. And then yes. it turned out to not be true, and now he and now he is no, sheeple mad. When you have the first generation Mac there in the movie, the, the iMac, which I had, and seen it there, that was that was a great thing. To second see. generation, that was the second generation, the first one flopped. Oh, well, then I apologize. I was like, you didn't even watch Steve Jobs. I did. Come on. I, I I own both of the Steve Jobs movies. I don't know. I my I think if this movie would have come out five years ago, I would have loved it. Because everything that this movie is trying to say has been said already in other movies. This movie is basically the Hunger Games maxed uh, to a Pokemon Go level. I honestly, no, John, they, you they, said all my thoughts, so I'm not even gonna talk. You know, <laughs> I'm just gonna Nick. So I really liked this movie a lot. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was fast. It was entertaining. It was suspenseful. Um, Dave Franco and Emma Roberts had a good chemistry throughout the movie. He would have good chemistry with an orange. He's like a he ditto. probably yes. could. But they did a great job together. Um, the rest of the supporting cast is okay. Now, is this movie perfect by any means? No. However, I feel like the flaws um, don't really ruin the movie. Um, there is one thing that I wrote in my review, how they allude to the fact that no authorities are really aware of this game. I think that that is very far-fetched. So that part, to me, was not really believable. But I could definitely see a, see a game like this becoming a thing um, in the day and age we live in of uh, social media. Maybe and not people, to that extreme. Right. Not to the extremes of how the movie ended, but like people daring each other to do stuff for money and people viewing them. The beginning, I might participate in. Don't yeah. we, already, we already have something like this, which is just called YouTube? I mean... Well, yeah, yeah people, really, people, really, watch, people watch video streamers all of the time. I mean, I'm, I watch YouTubers as well. People watch them. You pe- in today's world, you watch people play games. And a lot of people have made fun of this. It's like, well, the future is going to be people watching, people watching, people watching 
people playing video games. South Park has an episode on this. Where right. One of the kids right. is really mad because friends won't play a game with him because all they want to do is watch is watch, play games. Watch PewDiePie. Yeah. yeah. But I could see something like this becoming a thing, and I always like yeah, I always like movies where it's kind of like a sci-fi or unrealistic thing, but you could actually see it happening. So I like that idea. And then as John said, the color schemes was great. I thought the soundtrack fit really well. So for me, I felt this movie was a lot John of fun. Disagreed. It was a lot of fun. Um, sometimes the music, I feel like you felt it directed your emotions too much. Over, overly directed. Yeah, yes. That, this is one of the most overly directed. If people study Spielberg's like, manipulative, these directors just want to take you and just throw you all over the place. My God. For me, it wasn't a bad thing, necessarily. Like, I, mean, I, don't, I, feel, I, feel, I don't think it ruined the movie at all. Um, I feel critics have a lot more things to say about this movie, but I feel like for a general audience, they'll have a great time with this movie. Which I did. I was able to put the flaws on a back burner and just have fun with this movie, because it is a very fun movie. This is where I guess I have to go. Are you looking at this as a generally good movie or a guilty pleasure movie? Um, I'd have to say it's a generally good movie. I would defend it as a generally good movie. I mean, it's not a like a, a classic by any means, but is it fun and entertaining? Yes. And does it still have a lot to, to offer? Yeah, I think it does. And you said that a lot of these topics have been overdrawn. I've, I I can make a case that yes, but also no. I don't. Overdrawn. I mean, this movie really punches the points that um, teenagers in this generation are so worried about becoming insta famous and viral that they'll do almost anything to get it. And I feel like this movie does a good job at showing that. I'm thinking of a Disney Channel original movie, just maybe because we were talking about them earlier. Read it and weep. Did anybody watch that? Oh, yes. I know. Like, the whole thing about becoming famous because yeah. of... Yeah. I mean, once again, Overdrawn might be too strong of a word. I just think it's been done before. And you're so t- is every romantic comedy, but people. Still I know, that so out. that's why I'm having a really torn. I me before you. Well, th- this was an interesting movie. It was unique. It was different, and but, but, I feel like you, just because it uses a couple. Did you, of did you leave the themes. movie af- afterwards? And I'm assuming you did, based on what you said here. Kind of because I'm putting this in the vein of a sci-fi movie, questioning your morals or ethics. Like I think most people, most good sci-fi movies make you do. Questioning my morals, no, but as a general population, yes. Because okay. I feel like um, in, in, in the movie, you have an online username, and people in real world, they hide behind these YouTube accounts, they hide behind fake usernames or whatever, and you become somebody completely different than you really are. And I feel like this movie showed that really well. Like, you'll do things, you'll say things, you'll want other people to do, you know, extreme and dangerous things. Because you're hiding behind a screen name. You're not actually identifying yourself. And then towards the end, no spoilers, but when the conclusion happens, I feel like people understood the extremes that they were going through. Do you? Because I... It's abrupt. I feel like they could have done a better job, but I feel like... um, the movie needed more of an epilogue to explain if there were any consequences for what happened there. Cause See, a lot of online stuff, you don't know the people even running those. Like, if it's... if Because it's, this website, Nerve website, it was done very shadily. Like, you don't know who's behind it all. And I feel like the abrupt ending and, like, you don't know the consequences kind of fit well with that. 
No, no, you're joking about a small sequel. I, I told Megan when we were watching the movie, this would be great for a TV show. Like, an actual, like, not not a, not a competition show, but an actual, like, put it on the CW or Freeform or something like that. It would be on the CW. Mm-hmm. And I like the CW. It would I go, watch a lot that's of exactly where it, it would go. It would air right after Arrow and right before Supernatural. Can we say it's too that the, the trailer for this film does give away ninety five percent of the film? It does. does it? When I watched Everything. the trailer, yep. I was it like, gives away a lot. I know what's going to happen up to the last probably two minutes of this movie. I'm assuming. Yeah. Am I yeah. correct? Yeah. yeah, you yeah. Are. And I even watched a video that kind of gave me the spoilers, and I was like, okay, that's what I assumed would happen. So oh, now that's I know. Upsetting. I like. I had no. See, John, this no. is why see, you need trailer, to watch trailers. They build you all the way up to the end of that movie. <laughs> I'm saying, see, I think that's part of why I didn't like it is because I I knew what was going to happen because I had seen the trailer not just once, but you know they've been showing it consistently every movie we've been to for the last three I, I, weeks. I mean, I haven't seen the trailer, but I. I, I, I know people who lecture me constantly saying, what you put on there on the internet is there forever, you can't stay anonymous forever, stuff like that. So, like, this movie, I knew where it was going to go. I, like, from that side of things, the actual romance part of it, I guess, while they had good chemistry, I would definitely give you, I didn't care about. Like, I didn't, I didn't care what happened to them at the end of the day. And her best friend, uh, I just pulled her up here. Sydney. Sydney, uh, Emily... Mead? Yep. Yep. She apparently was in that awkward moment, which I loved, and I don't remember in that movie, and she's very forgettable here, too. Actually, she was, uh... I'm pretty sure in that that awkward moment, she's, like, one of the girls at the bar. Or one or of the something. people who Zach Efron sleeps with. Or, or bar right. girl number one. Yeah. They but, gave her a name in on IMDb, but yes, Bargo number. She one, almost four, ruins this seven. movie for me during the, when the movie switches to her character for a good ten minutes. Like that ten minutes. Maybe it wasn't even ten minutes, but it went on for way too long. <laughs> Which scene? It was forty-five seconds at the party. I'm, I'm talking about at, at the, the party? party with the ladder. That doesn't ruin it at all because she sees her friend who's kind of in the background. Like, she is kind of, like, the sheepish, shy, but, but every, you know, supporting character. And to see her friend surpass her now, like, she goes to extremes in order to try and still establish herself as the alpha. Um, I, I, <laughs> Good to know I have the maturity level of Tyler. Like, guys, I, under, I, I really do understand why some people don't like this movie and, and why they have a bunch of faults with it. And, and, and I do get where you're coming from. I, I Like, I do want to like this movie. Like, I, I want to go out and read the book. I want to see, like, if the problems with this movie were just problems with my... Most of it was distracting. I really didn't like how the camera was just going zooming through computers. I didn't like that. I hated that in Black Hat. I'm just, yeah, I don't know. I, I want to see it. I, I want to see the movie again. I'm going to give it another chance. My one question I do have, well, there are a lot of people at your theater, because this yeah. is a generally a movie that you need I feel people at, because you can get that vibe off of how they're going. It's a, a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Are you saying it's no Neon Demon? What I'm saying is Megan, no, it is the Neon Demon. Megan and I were the only two in the theater. Again, I did theater. have a theater employee oh, in there sporadically. It was <laughs> uh, me and uh, two other people, and I think they were together. Like, and we had somebody who apparently paid for the seat and left. Yeah. They so. didn't make it... <laughs> They didn't make it to the party ladder scene. They were gone by then. No, I was there with the full theater. This, maybe I'm just too old for this now. I, I, I get that generation. I don't like that generation. I wouldn't be watching. I wouldn't be playing. I don't give a crap. So, 
In my day, we played truth or dare in a dark room by ourselves. <laughs> so I really liked it, but it sounds like Megan was counter. What do you think? Um, I was kind of in the middle. I don't hate it, but I knew everything that was going to happen, so any of the suspense that was left minus the very, very end, there it was gone because the big reveal from... The friend, while she's at the party, the man friend, while she's at the party, wasn't a surprise. You could see it coming, whether or not you had seen the trailer. So that, out the window, anything there. The confrontation between Emma Roberts' character and V, between V and Sydney, we've seen God knows how many times in any teen-ish movie. You're the worst. Pretty much. <laughs> but that's how teenagers are. Where I understand that. So that's, I mean, it's not unrealistic. It's done. Yeah, it's done. It's, it's, put on film. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> it's such a common thing that happens that, yeah, it's going to be a repetitive topic. I mean, this was, this movie was, in a lot of ways, it kind of had like a high school mentality. Like there's yeah, teenage drama. Sense. She's a high school senior. Right. Right. Right, it does make sense. And especially, I mean, her best friend is this nerd trying to win the win the girl, but that's not really a thing right. a lot of the times. Right. So, I, I mean, believe me, guys, I do understand that this isn't a perfect movie by any means. Nick's already mad. But I love it. Put it up for best, best picture. Why not? Best picture, best actor, best actress, best supporting actor. It's going to sweep the board. It's going to sweep yes. the Teen Choice Awards. I don't mean that as a slight. I'm just, I honestly think that this is a perfect movie for teenagers. Like, and if I, once again, if I watched this when I was in high school, I honestly think I'd like it a lot more. But my issue is I just, I, I, I don't like this kind of movie anymore. You're old. Well, I, 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 well, you're getting too old for if this. If you're old, I'm old, so. We, sh- we yes. should get a P.O. box so our listeners can send John Canes and Walkers <laughs> and such. Alright, we are going to move on to ratings. Um, I'm giving it to skip it. I do think that there are good aspects to this movie, but overall I just I wasn't having fun and I wasn't into the uh, nerve game itself. So, sadly it's a skip it. I'll give it a rent it. There will be, obviously there are people that enjoy it, so... You might like it if the trailer seems fun to you. If you liked watching the trailer, if you you'll definitely the trailer, like watching Go movie. ahead and watch it. Well, if I you watch the trailer, if you watched the trailer and said, that looks stupid, don't bother. Don't waste your time, because if you don't like the trailer, you're not going to like the movie. If you do like the trailer, you might like the movie. You'll probably like the movie. See, I didn't see it. I'm going to give it a rent it, though, because I wanted to watch <laughs> Dave Franco in a movie. That's about it, but one that's not now you see me too. Yes. Oh man, best movie ever. Um, I like him. I, I liked him a lot more in Nerve than Now You See Me Too. Okay, that's definitely, good. that's good. Definitely, I'll give it a rented. It's a definite see it for me. I had a lot of fun with it. Overall, I think it gets a rented. Yeah, Nick and John balance each other out, and yeah, let's move on. Move on. We are gonna move into the new. Uh, what's his name, Tyler? Ty, uh, Taiki Waititi? Taiki Waititi's film? Taiki Waititi. New film, uh, sold Hunt for the Wilder People. Here is the trailer for the Hunt for the Wilder People. This is Ricky Baker. Apparently he's a real bad egg. 
we're talking disobedience, stealing, spitting, running away, throwing rocks, kicking stuff, loitering, and graffiti. There's no one else who wants you, okay? That's my husband, Hector. You hungry? That's a silly question, isn't it? Look at you. <laughs> Is there anything you want me to do? Yeah, leave me alone. Cool. Goodbye, Ricky Baker. Hunt for the Wilder People. A national manhunt is ordered for a rebellious kid and his foster uncle who go missing in the wild New Zealand bush. Where to start, where to start? <laughs> you said bush. I did say bush. Can <laughs> you be hearing a lot movie. about bush <laughs> today, guys? It's a, it's a joke in the movie. Well, it's not even sure, a joke. It's yeah. New Zealand bush. Well, but it's still a joke. It's, it's a joke. joke. But, um, um, I don't know. Good luck finding it in theaters. It's still playing. It's still playing, but it's not in many theaters. Kind of it's like at a, your local indie theater. It's not yes. going to be at your big multiplex. No. Sadly, that place is taken by Hillary's America. So. Yeah. Better much. We need to see that. Yeah, still. I want to see it again. No, we need to see that. Ah, oh, I love that. Let's get back to quality entertainment. <laughs> that is quality entertainment. Shh, shh, shh. So, Hunt for the Wilder People is the latest from director Techie Way TV, who also gave us What We Do in the Shadows, which technically came out last year, but actually came out two years ago. Because it kind of had a weird release schedule. But I think we can all agree that what we do in the shadows is one of the funniest films to come out. Probably in the last decade. Mm -hmm. It is hilarious. And while Hunt for the Wilder People is not as funny as what we do in the shadows, I would say, it definitely has a lot more heart. And for me, I, I I loved this movie so much. I found myself laughing, you know, throughout... The scene itself, the movie itself opens with one of those, you know, pre, you know, turn off your cell phone, like, adverts, but it's with the characters from the movie, and it's a great little addition that you can tell is just something the director wanted to do, not something that most movies even think of doing do at wa- all. Do you want me to ruin your moment? What's, go ahead and ruin the moment. They've been doing that advertisement for the past month and a half at every movie, but it's, it's still a really good advertisement, the, the, the cell phone thing. They do that for each individual movie has Correct. their own. No, no, it's it, it's it's all that same advertisement. Mm-hmm. Oh, they they just be using that advertisement for all their movies. Correct. Yes. Well, which is cool. Which is so you know, cool because it's gonna get people to see that advertisements. Movie. But uh, yeah, for me, honestly, I I love this movie to death. Honestly, if someone were to put me in a theater where there was a Showtime with Swiss Army Man and Hunt for the Wilder People at the same time, and I can only make it to one. I would probably still choose Swiss Army Man, but it would be a very, very close call for me. I would honestly be very tempted to go to Wilder People again. For me, it's that great off-brand sense of New Zealand humor that we've we've come to, to know and love from, like, Flight of the Concords, what we do in the shadows. It's very, if, for those who aren't familiar with those, it's very similar almost to, like, what you would get out of The Office. It's that very dry, offbeat humor, that, that awkward humor, humor. uncomfortable humor. <laughs> But it also has kind of a flair of that Napoleon Dynamite-like... Awkward kind humor. Of, aw- awkward humor, but kind of almost like 80s throwback humor. And there's a couple of scenes in the movie that are, that are very, very close to Napoleon Dynamite. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. And uh, this movie as a whole also kind of has a feel of like a Wes Anderson film. If anyone caught that, it does split the movie up into chapters. Yeah. And it definitely has almost the cinematography and the feel of almost like Moonrise Kingdom, but without... Instead of the, the the two kids falling in love, it's almost more like a father-son adventure 
So it's actually at very, very similar in, in Tapoon Rise Kingdom. Uh, other than, like, Sam like, Neill's in it, right? Yes, yeah. Sam Neill from yeah. Jurassic Park oh. is the main actor that's well-known. Other than that really, like, kind of a vintage-y uh, color tone that uh, Moonrise Kingdom has, because this doesn't have that, this, the way I remember Moonrise Kingdom is the colors are a little more muted. A little yeah. bit, but this, it's a completely different setting, though, too, and it's, Moonrise Kingdom takes place in a different time period. Which is, yeah, entirely. which helps that. Um, yeah, I, I, I really love the movie as well. Not nearly as much as you did. Uh, there's definitely a part where I feel the heart of the movie is a little overpowering, and I kind of could use a laugh. Comes uh, the third act of the movie, and like, you I want the the like uh, junkyard scene. No, I, I the, the, no, I love that. Okay, like the, this this movie makes me incredibly excited for the new Thor movie. Yeah, like I like Thor was one of my least favorite Avengers, and now all of a sudden I'm incredibly excited for that movie. Oh yeah, so it's gonna be interesting. It's <laughs> it's gonna be a very different tone than those other two. But, uh, I mean, he can, he can direct action, he can direct comedy, he's really good at pulling your heartstrings, um, it's a great movie, it's yeah. moving, and... But without spoiling, I think the, the very end of the movie was one of the most touching scenes I've seen in a movie in quite a long time, and it was fairly simple, but I thought it was really, really heartwarming with the way that they... Kind of capped off the movie. Did you tear up now? Because no, I was close. I was very close, but not quite. I, I didn't get to that point. Megan, what'd you think? I agree. I don't know. <laughs> I it was it was a great movie. Um, I had a lot of fun watching it. It had, like you guys said, it had a lot of that um, Aussie humor and New Zealand humor, and that's always entertaining when you have people who can pull it off well. The, the I, thing which I don't was, really have a whole lot to add. The thing which was awesome, of, at least I thought this movie, is you have, because it, it takes place in New Zealand, I kept thinking Lord of the Rings, you have so many of those sweeping shots like you do in Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. but the story for this is just so small. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I don't know if all of New Zealand would ever go on a giant manhunt for a kid. Um, That's part of the absurdity. That is a part of the absurdity, like, Okay. Uh, we the, we don't you, know you have, you have the, the Terminator Child Services, so you have <laughs> yes. to give it a bit of No break. child left behind, come on! Yeah. <laughs> oh. They took a page from W. The this, whole oh, thing no, was a jab at W. No. <laughs> this movie was just making me chuckle. There's, there's a great <laughs> contrast in this movie, too, because the main character, the kid, Ricky Baker, he's essentially like... A rebellious youth who's like a fake gangster. Oh yeah! You first get introduced to him. He's wearing a sweatshirt that has a giant like triangle eye symbol that says "All Eyes on Me," <laughs> and he gets paired up with Sam Neill as this crockety old bushman who can't read, and this woman wearing a cat sweater. Yes, I think she had the best Chris- the best birthday song ever. If okay, if you watch the trailer, they have a birthday song in there. And I just looked up the trivia recently, and apparently they found out midway through doing takes where they were singing the Happy Birthday song that they couldn't use that in the movie. So then the <coughs> actors made that song up on the spot while doing it. They couldn't use Happy Birthday? They couldn't use Happy Birthday song because of copyright issues. Interesting. But, uh... The happy Birthdays? That's, I would yeah, think that's... that's... That's, uh, That's public, public domain. domain. I feel like it should be. There was something on here, unless the internet's lying I to me, and I have to go do further research. Now. I, 
I'll research while you guys talk. No, I didn't laugh as hysterically at this movie that did for Swiss Army Man, but I haven't laughed as much in the movie in a while. Did they not have as movie. many farts? There were not... There were some farts, I think, maybe, but not nearly as many farts. <clears throat> I, think, Swiss Army I, I, Man. I think one of them's going for a very surreal, surrealist movie, which is Swiss Army Man. Yep. And this one's trying to go with a... It's quirky as it is, it is a much more straightforward movie. Yes, definitely. And I feel... This is the more socially acceptable... Yes. In the comedy drama, more uh, audience friendly. I'll go definitely over. audience friendly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, we're gonna do go through give ratings. Uh, Can I just say that I'm really sad that we spent so much time on nerve and so little time on this. So much time. See, here's, here's the problem. We all love this movie. Good movies versus bad movies. I know. I know. Like I could go on and on. It wasn't a bad movie. <laughs> Shh. Yes. Good suck. movies Shh. versus. Shh. Eh. Debatable. Debatable. Making him a sugar cube. He's getting upset. <laughs> you should have been. You, did you listen to our Star Trek review? No, <laughs> the podcast I, from last week. Yeah. No, I listened to the previous one. Listen because he because he hates Carl Urban. I hated him. I was. I was he angry. was. Awful. You're awful. Isn't Carl Urban in Born Supremacy? Yeah, and he's going to okay, be a pink dragon. I have no problems with him in any I other movie. I watching. He was not awful. What are you talking He sounded like he was reading his lines off of a page. That's his character. That doesn't make it okay. That's who Bones is. You're an idiot. It's okay. That doesn't mean I have to like it. You all missed up on our review last week. That's was our argument. That, that was, like, probably 90% of the show. Uh, all right, ratings? Uh, ratings. Uh, for me, definitely see it. Um, it is still playing. I am debating going out Tuesday to see it again. Um, definitely worth going out to see. And, yeah, if, I mean, if it's playing anywhere within a 45-minute range of you, it's worth your drive. definitely take the trip. Go see it. Megan. Go see it. Tyler. Go see it. See it before Star Trek. I haven't seen it, but I, it sounds good. Go see it. <laughs> sure. Do it. If you like what we do in the shadows, you'll like this. Just do it. It's Fun little tidbit. Uh, happy birthday to you is under copyright until 2030. So what? you cannot sing happy birthday to you on film or record yeah, of any kind. Scrap that movie I was planning. For another 14 years. So that's why there hasn't been like a birthday killer at all in like yeah. serial movies. All right. Yeah. Mm, that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> all right. We are going to move on to... Take uh, my mic is painted. The new uh, <laughs> psychological thriller. What is it? What are they, they technically uh, uh, it's, it, they, Which one? Um, they marketed it as a post-apocalyptic thriller. The post-apocalyptic oh. thriller. Uh, Into the Forest. So here is the trailer for Into the Forest. power outage, two sisters learn to survive on their own in their isolated woodland home. 
the, um, the voodoo account described this as a post-apocalyptic thriller. I don't agree with the thriller aspect of it. Yeah, I saw the first probably 15-20 minutes, and it had some really good shots, but other than that, I don't remember a thing. Really? Post-apocalyptic drama would be a better... I, I only saw 15 minutes uh, of it. I mean, so. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I interrupted him playing. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then John interrupted me, uh, I, I think. I, I, <laughs> apparently the Voodoo account can only have one person watching the thing at a time. And we all decided to cram it in right before the show. I was busy. I'll start. Um, this was actually, actually uh, nothing to be a giant spoiler, I guess. The film I enjoyed the second most this week. This was my second favorite film for the show. I, I thought the acting from Ellen Page was really good. Uh, she always has that young look in her face, so she can play high school until she's probably 50. Uh, what was the other one? I don't one? think so. There are a lot more roles Evan for uh, Rachel high Rachel Wood or mm-hmm. Rachel Green? Evan Rachel Wood. The last thing I remember her in was uh, Across the Universe. I liked her a lot more in this movie. So uh, she she also did a movie called Charlie Countryman with uh, Shia LaBeouf I think two years ago, <laughs> which, which I avoided because it was Shia LaBeouf. But I, I really love this movie because most post uh, most post apocalyptic movies are really big bombastic. Ma- Mad Max being the prime example for it. Most bombastic. Um, well, I do think Mad Max is a better movie. Uh, there are a lot of movies that are San Andreas. What well, San Andreas? And we were talking about 2012 earlier. Uh, I think are worse than this movie. This movie has so many human aspects to it that I just enjoyed. And it takes time to breathe. It lets you just know these characters. It's not over long. It's not too short. I thought the movie was just about right. Guys, general thoughts. I only saw ten minutes, but it had really, really good cinematography in that ten minutes. Yeah. Okay, I'll say I really enjoyed the cinematography throughout, but I feel that the interesting premise that it started to set up it probably in the first half an hour or so started to really kind of fade away and it kind of became more of a slog for me far, um, farther down. Even when you get like these people showing up to the house? Cause I, I they're, they're not, the time. thing is, it's not happening that often. So you have a lot of empty space where you're supposed to be building up your character relationships where I didn't feel like they really built up the characters well enough in this film. Like, I, I sympathize with their with their plight and their issues, but I didn't empathize, though. I didn't really care about most of the characters in this Coming from a room right now where we have the two, at least two lights on, we're using a whole bunch of power right now. We're all on our phones on. We're using... No, I like... Okay, I like the commentary, and I was actually expecting more out of it because the whole landscape reminded me of this... It was in it was filmed in Canada. It reminded me of like my cabin in northern Minnesota, <laughs> and even the area around here. It has almost a similar outdoorsy feel to it. Tyler, we live in Canada, <laughs> pretty much. But I was hoping to kind of almost have more of a commentary on what would happen if this happened in that type of area, and what it turns more into is a really pretty quiet indie drama where not a whole lot happens. And although I don't need a whole lot to happen to make me entertained, I feel like it didn't land its emo- its emotional like impact enough, and it didn't really have enough going on to keep me interested in the film and the concept of the film, which was surviving with a power outage in the wilderness. I, I don't think wilderness is like that big of a... I, yeah. They could have been in the city. I, I don't think that general... Uh, it wouldn't have worked in the city. You, you, you didn't you didn't get make it that far into the movie. No, but um, the the concept from what I saw wouldn't have worked in the city because they would have been in an apartment and constantly bombarded with people trying to murder them. Which 
that kind of happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... Well, no, 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 I mean, not... Changing, changing the setting from a, what it looked like a fairly remote house to in the middle of a city is going to change the movie. This, this city was basically a ghost town. So... But see, I was really interested in the movie when they first brought you into the city after this whole power outage happens. I was interested yes, in what yes. was happening there and possibly the social dynamics that were changing, but they really, they do take you out of it and they leave you out of it for the whole movie. And any tension that you can build up over time because of these random occurrences or like you, like you said, people coming to their house, any of those events, they lose all their tension because the film takes place over the space of like 15 months and you get these giant gaps in time where you're, any tension you're trying to build in the moment is gone because you're splitting your time up so much. Did you want it to take place over, like, a week? Because, like, that humanity's not going to, in my opinion, is not going to just fall apart in a week. It needs those dominoes to fall. It was starting to fall apart within a couple days in the movie. Like, it was setting it up. And for, for me, like, I was I was trying to like this movie more because I was trying to kind of pick apart more social commentary and kind of almost like a Terrence Malick-like reflection on nature, and it just wasn't there. It was really just a quiet... Okay, okay, I'm going to stop you right there. No, you I was trying wrong. to find it. I was trying you to find wrong. it. I thought... <laughs> you're you're doing this movie no. incorrect. I didn't say it was wrong. I was looking for it. Because no, no, no. Not the movie being Andy, wrong. You Andy, were wrong. No, no, listen, listen. You only watched 15 minutes of it, so you don't get a full comment. The movie does a lot of things with trying to bring you out into nature and trying to show the disconnect between us in tech, in our in our modern lives and nature and trying to kind of merge those. And it doesn't do enough for me to actually make the connection there. I was kind of just like, okay, I understand why we're going this way now and we're leaving, you know. I just, I was expecting more than I got. In the 15 really minutes I, I saw, I know 100, with 100% certainty, no, you, didn't have you cannot compare this movie you with have Terrence just, Malick. You might have just seen the power going out, and so you can't comment on that. Okay. And I do disagree with you still, you know, Do you think that me reaching and trying to find those things in the latter half of this movie is warranted, though? Because I think it's trying to make those statements, and some of the cinematography is trying to make those statements, but it's not fully committing itself. It's really focused on just being a quiet little drama about these two sisters. Which I think is which I think is fine as well. I don't think you need a movie that's like trying to explore the very reaches of all humanity. I think a very intimate movie is still good. That's what they try to do, though, in the end of the movie. They start doing that. They start trying to look like one of the characters asks the character, how long have humans been around for? And about houses and all these other things. And I'm like, okay, you're trying to actually just they, bring they, it up. They, they basically think they're going to die at that point. So just having those, like, for me personally, I guess, like, on my deathbed, I would have these giant reflections on life thinking, what was the purpose of it all? I think that's warranted. I think that's fine. See, like, okay, for me, I, like, I was glad that they were doing something different with the whole post-apocalyptic drama where it wasn't just gunfire and all this stuff just exploding everywhere, and they were trying to make it more of a really independent, focused drama, but I didn't care enough about the characters, and at the end of the day, there was not enough happening where I can suggest an average viewer could go into this and be entertained for the hour and 40 minute runtime. Was I entertained? I think that's a very wrong word. I was engaged. Uh, entertained would mean I... Uh, something different. I went on the edge of my seat the whole first half of the movie wondering what's going to happen. Well, no, I, I... Okay, I really enjoyed the first half an hour. That's when I was engaged and entertained to a degree. Near the end, I was neither. 
I was sort of just like, okay, I appreciate what you're doing. I'm going to finish the ride with you, but I'm not going to revisit you, and I'm not going to pick you up on Blu-ray when this shows up in stores, because I don't feel the need to watch it again. Do you, do, do you honestly feel like you'd want to watch this movie again? Yes. Okay. Yes. Do they, do they uh, keep up the dance, the dancing? Because that was actually really cool. Um, yeah, but I, I, I mean, I guess it's fine. Kind of. I'm not a big dance person. The the opening was really cool, though. Wait, well, that's why I thought the opening seemed more ambitious than what the the latter half of the film was doing. Maybe they ran out of time. No, they had time. They just didn't spend <laughs> it doing anything of value. I'm trying to help them, Tyler. I'm trying to help them. I think that they're going for something... I mean, I get what you're saying. I think that you're looking at it through the minds of Terrence Malick, who's going to be, like, the person... When it comes to that, like you can't go any higher than that. Maybe, maybe uh, Werner Herzog, but that's like you could take this movie and if you put in voiceover narration instead of characters no. actually interacting, no. it would have been a no. Terrence Malick film. No, no, it would have been. It, it, it would have been the shots, and everything else. It was. It could have easily been. That's why I was looking for it. Which is why I enjoyed this movie so much yeah, that more. Surprises me that someone would try and copy Terrence Malick. No, they, no but they they're they not trying to if, if they did that, it would be very much like a Terrence Malick film, shot wise, character wise. And everything. If they had voiceover narration instead of actual talking, it would have been the newest Terrence Malick film. But the, the film's not, the film also takes a th- to me that takes a time to breathe. It doesn't just do talk exposition exposition exposition. It's just it does in the beginning. <laughs> well, the beginning is the beginning. You have to explain. Hey, there's a power outage. Exposition drop. What is from Mad Max? Is the, 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 the beginning scene with Mad Max explaining that the, the apocalypse happened? Yeah, but that Different was entertaining. About that? Oh, with the two-headed gecko that he eats. <laughs> Yeah, I like that part. <laughs> All right, guys, All right, let's gonna, give your ratings. My ratings to see it. I think everyone should see this movie. It's definitely not your average post-apocalyptic uh, movie. It kind of, for me, goes in the line of uh, seeking a friend for the end of the world. It's on that small of a scale. Um, not as funny. That that's kind of a dark comedy. There's, there's very little comedy in this movie. But um, although I have around. one question for Tyler. Yes. Would you prefer them to keep making this type of movie as opposed to? The San Andreas 2012 type movies. Okay. Which would you rather have? If people can only make one, which would you rather have? Let's put it this way, actually. Would you rather have Terrence Malick or George Miller? Because I think that's kind of what you're getting. That's that's tough to say because something like Terrence Malick, I know I'm going to keep revisiting, and George Miller, if we had Mad Max Fury Road quality movies each time, (laughs) I would maybe have to go George Miller. But... For, for me, this is still a decent movie, but it's not hitting on all the levels of a really high-level high indie film, and it's not very entertaining, so it's caught somewhere in that weird limbo in between. And so for me, I would, I would give it a rent-it. You know, if you're a film buff, you will probably enjoy it. If you're not, I don't know if you'd like it. Like, I, I appreciate what they're doing with it, but I really don't think that they're hitting on the notes that they're setting up in the beginning. So that's I give it a rent. It. Can we at least agree that it's better than equals? Oh no, it's better than equals. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that that. But uh, another A twenty four movie. So Andy, what's your fifteen minute review? Uh, cinematography really good. Um, Do you want to finish it? I guess it would be yeah. Around. Yeah. Okay. I was go. interested enough in the premise. Come, come back next week, and we'll we'll discuss with you again for a throwback. No, we're not. No. Yes. We have the killing joke next week, and that's going to take up the entire time. Mm. All hour and whatever. Yeah, we need to get to the board. We need to get to Jason <laughs> Bourne because that's why people are here.
know who I am. When we are finished with you, you'll no longer be yourself. Everything doesn't mean you know everything. Tell me. You've just been hacked. Could be worse than Snowden. Facial recognition got a hit. Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. Why would it come back now? Jason Bourne. The most dangerous former operative of the CIA is drawn out of hiding to uncover hidden truths about his past. Dumbunk burn. That was a terrible synopsis. Having, having just they, watched all okay. three in three days, I will say that is the synopsis <clears throat> of all the movies. Yeah. Yes. I adored this awful movie. I think I, 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 I think you're missing a thing. It's not an awful movie. It's not supposed to be an awful movie. Oh, it wasn't. But I loved it. It was the most generic action movie I've seen in a long time, and I, I enjoyed every minute of it. That the generic would be the Bourne Legacy. I think this is better than the Bourne Legacy. It's a de- it's a good but generic action movie, but it's still a generic action movie. The generic action movie is any Expendables film. Yeah. Okay. If you take mm, out Jason or Michael Bourne, Bay, take yes. out Jason Bourne, put in any other action hero, it's the same movie. I. <sighs> It doesn't have the... For me, it didn't have the same feel as the other Jason Bourne movies did. Very true. They didn't have the same feel? Mm-mm. No. Camera movement and everything? They got Camera the movement, yes. Which I think... But the, the story... That's what makes a Jason the Bourne The story didn't movie. feel like a Jason Bourne story. It felt like someone else trying to make a Jason Bourne story. Which is so weird, because it's the Jason, exact same team. Um, Jason Bourne fanfic is what it was. It's the same team, but it's nine years later, and they were never originally they, planning on They this played one. it out. Does, doesn't this feel basically like you're getting another Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Spectre, kind of the plot? At least for me, with the technology aspect of things, where yeah. they're going at, but, it? And they failed. Wait, so did Spectre. Oh, right? definitely. <laughs> but this I this was worse than Spectre for me. Let's not get into how bad I don't Spectre care. Is. I don't care about James Bond as much. I liked, I liked oh, the original James. three Jason Bourne movies a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yeah, so I... I and I didn't care as much about um, James Bond, so it didn't bother me as much. But the the hacking in this and the car chases were just awful. I've heard the car chases were good in this movie. They were awful. They went about? on way too long. I mean, that's an action movie. I mean, it's it's yeah, building, it's oh, building, it's building, it's building. You weren't waiting in that last car chase. You weren't waiting for it to end. I was like, just get it on, just get on with it. Waiting for it to end is not where I would go with it. But I, because I know how it's going to end, like if there was any suspense there, I'd be like, "Yeah, keep going." But I know Jason Boyd's going to win at the end of the day. Whoa! Whoa! Spoiler alert! Look, we the, all know he's going to win. He's the, Jason Bourne. The, That's the, his character. The original, the original ending that they filmed for the Bourne identity was Bourne being killed. I would have loved it if they would have put that ending here at the end of Jason. One? The first mm-hmm. one. They, they, wow. they just thought it's going to be a one and done. They were going to kill off Bourne. And that would have been a little better, actually. I no, I love I love the second we two movies. Have the third one, though. Yeah, the third one's no. my favorite. I I love them all, but it would have been a better ending for the first movie, specifically for the first movie, not in the trilogy as a whole, obviously. 
But if it were going to be a standalone movie, that would have been better. I'd have to disagree. I disagree with you as well. I think that that's not the end for his character to get shot at the end of that movie. Uh, with that being said, I don't like where they're going with him at the end of this movie either. Yeah. This mo- this movie's a mess. Did, been- d- does he pull off his facial mask and show he's Jerry Renner the whole time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a few more Wait, years you see, until we get Did you see the movie? One. No. No, okay, you didn't see the movie. Um, I, I just gotta say, I was either underwhelmed or found it just delightfully implausible the whole time. I never thought anything was like... I, I, I don't know computer hacking. I don't know anything about that. It's not my cup of tea. I don't know a thing about it. So this movie, hackers, they're both the same. I don't know anything. Hackers. And cool. I also found their little Snowden reference a little funny. Mm-hmm. That's in the trailers. It's not a spoiler. I haven't seen the trailer, but uh, it's in the trailer. It's anyway. Anyway, I'll get on to my my two cents. About I'll it. say I did. I love the movie. Uh, how many cents? I had a ton of fun. Only two cents. But you just said you were waiting for the movie to end. That doesn't. I, no, I, not the movie. The car chase. Which is the end of the movie. It went on too long. I wanted them to get to the actual climax of the movie. That was the climax of the movie. What no, was... the fuck. Well, you know what the actual climax of the movie was, John. No, I don't. That is the climax of the movie. No, it's not. That is the build-up to the no, climax of the movie. The 1v1 fight is the... Anyway, that's the climax. Okay, so for me, is this a good movie? Yes, I do think it's a good movie. Is it as good as the other ones? The other Jason Bourne ones? Definitely not. Is it better than Born Legacy? Oh, yeah. Yes. Definitely. 100% yes. Definitely better. Um, <laughs> John, what? You've been sitting here telling me how good it is the whole time. No, but my, my, my issue becomes, does J- the Born Legacy have more to say? I think it does. Like I Born th- Legacy was garbage. I, I think the, the action sorry. wasn't as good. I don't. None of it was as good. I think, the, I think the movie had more to say is all I'm trying to say. This. Okay. Like what? I like the concept of the pills, like the medication that, that's making him a super soldier, basically, like a flowers for Elgin. Oh, see, I just, uh, I just liked Jason Bourne being amazing. I, I like that he's just Captain America, but grittier. <laughs> that's what he is. Jason Bourne is Captain America if Captain America were more disenfranchised. So you're telling me James Bond? Yeah. <laughs> the American James American James Bond. Anyway, so so this has been nine years since the last one. Um, for me, I don't think this one felt like the other ones. The other ones felt more of a style that's almost documentary-like, except action. Whereas this one felt a lot more big budget and blockbuster feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it still had that same uh, directing uh, feel that uh, Paul Greengrass brings to the table, uh, which I really enjoy. I think that he is the king of uh, shaky cam. Uh, because it is, it is very easy to mess up. You do but feel like you're present the you whole do. time. Um, his shaky cam field makes you feel like you're in there fighting with him, which would be cool if I well, could fight alongside Jason Bourne. See, I didn't feel like I was fighting with him. I felt like I was running around No, with fighting him with him. And being like, ah! Yeah. Yeah. The whole time, just like, yeah, oh, God. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'll stay out of the way. Uh, so for me, there's, uh, there's two plots in this. There's um, where... Um, Nikki Parsons, uh, Julia Stiles, uh, discovers some more information about Jason Bourne's past. Um, that plot I really enjoyed. And then there's a second plot that has to do with social networking and the government surveillance. That was awful. 
Okay. Do you think it's awful because I, you've seen it before in better movies? or because It just didn't feel like a Bourne movie. Um, I liked what they were trying to say. I did like what I they were res- trying to say. It I did not work for a Bourne movie. Say. They didn't pull it off as well as I thought they could have. You have did pull, not You have to pull Bourne up. I mean, he's been gone for nine years. You have to update that storyline. You do. And they did update it because, I mean, in the first in the first series, at that time point, everything was just about surveillance. Whereas in this movie, in a day of social media, there's government surveillance has to do with social media and tracking people and that type of stuff th- that way. Um, so I did like that they updated it to social relevance. However, it just didn't work for a Jason Bourne movie, I don't think. Uh, Bourne is all about discovery of, like, past and how it affects your future and present. Um, So him trying to find the information out that uh, Nicky Parsons gave to him, that felt like a Bourne movie. And that was its strongest point. And whenever they went back to the social media, it lost a lot of emphasis and power. And so for me, if if that second plot would have just been a far less issue and maybe only brought up towards the end and not throughout the entire film. I feel like it would have been better. But for me, I felt this Jason Bourne movie was definitely still enjoyable. Um, good, good action, good special effects. Uh, Matt Damon, was great. Alicia Vikander, uh, Alicia Vikander and, uh, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. They were all fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's the, uh, social media mogul. He was pretty good too. Yeah, he was from a Nightcrawler. His name, mm-hmm. He was from Nightcrawler. Um, so yeah, very talented new cast. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, is it is is it a good Bourne film? Kind of. It's just not up to the standard of the Bourne trilogy. Um, so it does fall short with that. So if they do continue to make more, which I have a feeling they will. Oh, they will. They. Um, I I could see them making another trilogy. They so two told, more. They told you straight up at the end they were going to. Yeah. So, I'm excited. I mean, I love these movies. I'm excited to see what they have in the future. Hey, that ending, they told you there's going to be more. It does. It, if, if it's it very open-ended, and it there will be more. It had the classic Jason Bourne, I'm coming for you. How old is Jason Bourne going to be by the time he... It doesn't matter. He's a super soldier. They've already also talked about doing James Bond thing with him. Making so. him James Bond. No, Matt Damon's no. eventually not going to play the character. Having a different, having a different actor uh, play Bourne's, then it can go. I don't know. I think That's um, dumb. they did. I think they did a good job with showing that he was getting a little older, moving a little slower in this. Like at, in the very beginning scene, where he was actually winded. Yeah. Okay. And I, I don't remember a single time in the original. Born trilogy. That he was he, winded that he because he was letting himself get beat up because well, he stopped yeah, punishing but I, himself. I don't remember them ever doing that. They're showing a difference in his character now. It was a difference in his character because he's a tortured men. He's tortured mentally. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything he's, to do with his physicality. Weak, and he had the gray hair as well. So <laughs> Matt Damon has yeah, gray hair. Yeah, but they're not trying to hide that he's getting older. Is my point. Yeah, that's true. And he did um, a little more. I would say secret ops stuff rather than just getting right in people's faces and breaking necks in this. I think we should just end this series. So just end it right now. You you've already you already peaked with Bowen Ultimatum. Done. Like I would go see more. I'm no. I, I would fun. definitely see more. I had fun. I like I said. I didn't think. It, I think it's very obvious. I did not think it was great. I thought it was good enough, and I had fun with it. Yeah. No. It's not great. It's good. 
it's but, um, but when we keep getting sufficient, we keep getting action movies like <clears throat> I guess Captain America: Winter Soldier, Captain America: Civil War, James Bond, Skyfall had much better action than this movie. Let other action movies take what? No, there's no way you're gonna tell me it's Skyfall. Um, um, this movie had a better fight scene. Skyfall had bigger budget action scenes. Does not mean it was better. Skyfall was a better movie, though. You didn't see. You it, haven't huh? even seen this movie. I don't care. I'm not gonna. Oh, <laughs> Skyfall. Oh, oh, I'm not allowed to say that you shouldn't compare other movies to Tarek Malin's movies. Wait, did we say no, Skyfall or did we say? I said Skyfall. I didn't say Skyfall. Oh, are you thinking Spectre? Yeah, I thought you said Spectre. I was like, <laughs> Spectre's no, garbage. Like, why are you comparing this to Skyfall? No, Skyfall is leaps and bounds above this. Well, I hate Spectre. I, I'm comparing it just because I don't want. I want to forget Spectre. I'm gonna give this movie a rent it. It's it's fine. I don't think there's anything in this movie that anyone needs to rush out to see. For me, Alicia Vikander, while gorgeous, while a fantastic actress, is wasted in this movie. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is um, playing Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> I mean, don't they have that French? I wouldn't say that she was France. wasted. She was. She was. She, she doesn't do. She doesn't do anything that's grand. She just does. Yes. She plays her character yes. well. Her character oh, yes. is very yes. smart yes. and manipulative, Something. and she plays yes. the character well. Yes, I can agree with. I can agree with that. I just. Um, and will, would you guys agree that this movie would have been a thousand times better if they'd been able to pull off the social networking plotline more? Yes. Better. I just definitely would have. That's not even my problem. My problem because is where can you go with spies now? You've already you've peaked. There's nowhere you can go after Snowden. Oh, it's all going to be leaks. That's all we have now. So I don't, yeah, that, well that, that's that, that's what jo- that's what Jason Bourne has always been about, though. Yeah, but that, that, and that was for me, Julia Stiles. I thought like you could tell in her face she didn't want to be there. Oh yeah, definitely. I saw an interview with her on the Daily Show. You could definitely. She didn't want to talk about the movie at all. Like I, that was a contracting apparently, and I, I, I while I like what they did with the character, I, the performance she gave just wasn't grand by any stretch. Uh, I just <laughs> but my question, Jonathan, Why if the also? social if the social network plotline had been pulled off better, do you think it would have improved the movie significantly? I if this say. movie would have come out, oh, I'm gonna keep beating my drum. It, it was beating when Spectre came out. If this movie would have come out before Captain America: The Winter Soldier, yes. But that movie has peaked the information age. That movie is that, that, that's it. That is the pinnacle of where you can get the whole hydro, oh, the, I, whole, the, the whole hydro plot. I would disagree. That's not the peak. What's the biggest? Spectre was down. This movie is down. I don't know what's going to bring. You can do better though. You can do better, but then it's going to be. Did you see the movie, the 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 documentary Citizen Four? I did not actually. Which is just about them sitting in rooms talking about do we release this information or not? Which is a great for me suspense full movie. But is the general audience going to go out and see that and have a movie that makes $60 million? Definitely not. This movie in the U.S. made 60 and internationally made 50 so it's already at $110 million. No, 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 which, I, which I get, but that's because this is an action movie. If it's an actual, like, leaking movie... Like, well, uh, that... I don't... No, I don't think that... The, even if the movie would have done better with the, ha- the social network, the hacking... Well, not the hacking, but the, the, dig- the new digital age of spies... See, Hollywood, my problem, my main problem with it is Hollywood doesn't understand how technology works yet, and they keep trying to pretend like they do. If you want to do technology right, uh, Mr. Robot on USA, they did a whole lot of research into actually getting accurate hacking for that show, and C- you could can tell... Could you see that sh- 
Uh, well, no, I haven't when, seen the show. Could you see that working in the Jason Bourne kind of way? Because you, you would you would have to derail the action subplot to actually put in some I think some believable hacking and we'll see when whenever things. I see a character walk into a room with a buttload of computers and just start viciously typing on a keyboard I'm immediately like that you what are you doing well, do you think no. Justin Long and that in that new Die Hard film do you think that works for the movie or no <laughs> no 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 what do you think of the Social Network that's my that's my normal go to. No, the social, the social network's a really good movie, but I did, I had problems with the way technology was portrayed. For as great of a movie as it was, and as a generally realistic-ish movie, the technology was portrayed in a very sensational way. They're geeks sitting in a room at computers the, the whole time. way was something expertly done by David Fincher to make it entertaining to I watch know. people on a computer. It was sensationalized because that made the movie better, and they still kept accurate to what they were actually doing, even yeah. when it was sensationalized. But that's not this. No, that's not this. This is someone walking into a room full of a bunch of people, just typing and pressing random buttons as fast as they can, and then they push someone out of the way, start typing as fast as they can, and start clicking on random things, and all of a sudden, magically, they use a, a cell phone to hack into a computer in the near vicinity. I don't understand computers that well. I can't speak that to that. That doesn't work. Well, I, 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 got, I got that. I got it doesn't work. But I, I, in the context of the movie, I was buying it. Oh, I, I wasn't. Well, this, this is the, the nerve thing where I, it's a touch, touch screen Mac that doesn't exist. <laughs> so, and yeah, but that could realistically exist. Everybody has their breaking point. <laughs> that will be when, when Apple runs out of BS features to add to their stuff, they'll make their computers touch screen. No, I'm, I'm so, saying uh, that, that touch screen thing, that could realistically happen. You, but, but, but it doesn't exist now. That's my problem. <laughs> Alright, let's... Hold <laughs> <Okay, laughs> <let's laughs> on. Did we give ratings? I know I gave mine. Did it yeah, give um, I, I'd give it a C. It. It's fun. See it. I feel like I'm a dummy downer today. What did you give it? I give it a rented. Okay. You're a dummy downer. You pick it into the forest. Megan, you the fell asleep. I, I can't say whether to no, see I, it or I not. Two, I picked two movies. I picked two movies to see. You were right on one of them. <laughs> <laughs> So the fact that the past couple weeks I've been Shots saying, fired. I've been saying see it to everything. I think I can have a week and I don't say see it to things. Yeah. I was gonna say you and I have been the downers lately. Yeah. Alright, we're gonna move into our top five, which is top five movie punches inspired by Jason Bourne. Inspired by that Jason Bourne trailer where he bare knuckle cold clocks. Cold clocks. Was it in the movie? Yeah, it was. Okay, I must have dozed off yeah. in that part. They, it was I, at a different it, angle. It was filmed differently. Okay, and it might have been my the angle, angle they filmed it at in the trailer was better. It was okay because I was like I was I was waiting for that the, shot because um, that was a Super Bowl spot, wasn't the it? The way it was portrayed in the trailer was better than the way it was portrayed in the movie. Yep. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to 
get ourselves a treat. My number five is in The Dark Knight when Batman is interrogating the Joker. I cheated a little bit because it's not technically a, a it's not technically a punch. He does punch him, but when he slams his face down on the table and the Joker just gets up and starts laughing, I, I love that. You can either do that one or where he hits his hand. Yeah, because that's a punch. Yeah. That, okay, we'll switch to that. Perfect. Hand, hand punch. <laughs> hand punch. Nick, you're number five. My number five is in the Avengers movie where uh, Hulk punches Thor right after they clear out a room. It's just a silence Side. and then. Poof, it was super side, funny. It was the, uh, that side not looking. Yeah, yeah, that was good. It's a good punch. Uh, my number five is from Groundhog Day. <laughs> Phil, I know. Man, punch from Bill Murray. It's it's. Uh, That's funny. Uh, it's in my honorable mentions. I, I, I love that movie and that. Uh, Bill Murray, Stephen Tobolowsky there. Great, great, funny scene. Yep. I don't have a top five, so you can make it. <gasps> it's been a long week. You've been saying you for two movies. Damn you! I know. I don't really care about the movie punches. Don't do anything for they me. Don't do anything for me. It's so a nice I, random I have list. No, it's just a no random fluff list because we couldn't think of anything to match these I movies. Noticed. I want to go with stereotypical list. Uh, my number five is Captain America: Winter Soldier. The shield punch when uh, oh, Winter Soldier punches the shield. Oh. Winter Soldier. That was one of those really iconic scenes that kind of like. That, oh, really I forgot about the that. movie, and I really love Winter Soldier because it really does take time to just do some slow scenes like that, which is why Winter Soldier was probably the best one in the Captain America series because it took its time and it needed to. I totally forgot about that. Now I'm upset. <laughs> with it, um, my number four is the uh, first punch between the narrator and Tyler Durden in Fight Club, the famous ear punch. Mm-hmm. It kind of kicked off the. Um, the tone for the rest of the movie. Um, you definitely... You could tell what you were going to get before that, I think, but that definitely cemented what kind of movie it was going to be. Agreed. Nick, number four. My number four is in the movie The Hangover, where Mike Tyson yeah. knocks uh, Zach Galifianakis off. Out? So, off. Out. No, his, Same lights, thing. his lights were off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was on. Not anymore. He's off. Um, but yeah, he just lights him up and he hits the ground so hard and it's just very funny. Yeah. You have him singing Phil Collins. I remember. And it was well timed with the music. It was really well timed. So yeah, great punch. Everything must go. Where should I remember the, uh, my number three? My number three is from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Four. My number four (laughs) is still from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade because I was reading my number four. Uh, My number four is when Salah, um, he punches these German officers who ask him to see his papers. So uh, he's there with Brody. He pulls out the paper. He's trying to get Brody to run. He keeps talking about the paper. mentions run. And then he just... He's holding the paper up in front of his face and just punches through the paper and punches the officer. So that's a really, for me, funny scene. And I, I mean, I thought you were going to go, uh, no ticket. And he punches him and throws that's a good him one too, the though. blimp. No oh. ticket. And then everybody's... No, I, I, I could have gone with that, but I already have another Indiana Jones one on my list. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't want it to be the Indiana Jones. Sure. Tyler. Uh, my number four is from the Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> it's the uh, will reading scene. Where there's a series of very comical punches, um, very consecutively, and it's just in that Wes Anderson comedic style. So that's my number four. 
Uh, my number three is uh, also from the Avengers, also a Hulk punch when he stops the giant mechanized alien slug flying thing. Um, probably the uh, one of the most famous memes. Mm-hmm. Is this your favorite Mark Ruffalo punch from all of Mark Ruffalo's movies? I don't know. I haven't seen every Mark Ruffalo movie. Oh, and that's on a list of mine to watch every Mark Ruffalo movie. I love Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, if you're listening, we would like to have you on, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> He's too busy doing political things right now. That doesn't matter. He can come on. Um, we politics. Mark Ruffalo comes <laughs> on the show. He can talk about whatever talk about whatever you want, dude. He can come on and slap me right across the face, and I'd be fine with it. <laughs> Uh, my number three has already been said, but the Winter Soldier, um, when he punches Captain America's shield, uh, it's just a incredible scene. The the sound effects for that, um, just the intensity of it, it's perfect. Fantastic punch. My number three is when George stands up to Biff from Back to the Future. Um, just punches Biff, trying to uh, defend uh, yeah, he Lorraine. Put, he, he punched a rapist. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, kind of a dark scene actually for a movie that's not that dark. Um, yeah, number four, uh, number three, God, whatever number. We're it is. going back in time, so all those movies can release when John will like them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, my number three is also the Fight Club ear punch scene. I was uh, punch tw- me in the ear, and it was an actual ear punch. It was a surprise yep. ear punch. But uh, for for me, it was between this one and then the. Uh, Punching himself in the office. Oh, yeah. But I think the ear punch is a little more iconic for the film, so I chose that. Number two. Oh, number two. Uh, my number two is actually also George McFly punching Biff. Okay, yeah, that's. John already talked about it, so we can go right on to next number two. My number two, not to sound like broke a record again, but uh, Fight Club, uh, you hit me in the ear. <laughs> um, it's, John better have it on his list. <gasps> it should be on every film lover's list. Okay. It's probably the best movie with punching that's not an actual boxing or sports movie. It really is. And it's, I mean, that's one of our favorite movies here at uh, Filmology. And uh, it's it's just such an iconic scene. So good. So, number two. Number two. Marion welcomes Indy. Um, when Marion, uh, Indy first shows up to Marion's bar in Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones, you old son of a Sucker. Playing it. Started that cliche. It's a great, great scene. A great character moment for Marion. Just all around fantastic punch. Tyler, all right. Two. Uh, my number two, and you're going to kick yourself. Maybe you will, maybe not. It's from uh, Inside Lewin Davis. There's a punch, pretty much to open the movie. There's a musical yep. number, and then you have a... Uh, you had to go and open your big mouth. Punch. And there is also a punch at the end of the movie, very similar to the punch at the beginning of the movie. I won't spoil anything, but uh, it really is a very pivotal part of the film. A very important punch. I knew you'd have it, so I didn't. Okay. Like, I would, literally, it was it was my number two, and then I was like, oh, Tyler got it. I, I almost didn't think of it, and then I like thought of it, and I was like, wait a second, there's a punch in there. I watched, and it's um, important. <laughs> I watched Lewin Davis after work on Friday. Yeah. So I... I need to rewatch it. I, w- I listened to the soundtrack while I was at work, and I was like, I need to watch that. I listened to it in the shower like, <laughs> a couple hours ago. Um, all right, my number one is the final blow in Rocky Two. <sighs> <laughs> That's my number one, too. 
Um, it's um, not just because it's the most dramatic scene in possibly any Rocky movie. It also is a great payoff for Rocky, the character. Yeah. Um, losing in the first movie, which, I mean, a lot of people I have discovered don't know he lost at the end of the first movie. People are dumb. That's why. This, this, this is, is one of Not you listeners. You guys are all geniuses. That everybody says they've seen, but no one really has. Have you seen like, it? When, uh, I've watched it twice. That old, you know, sitcom joke. Creed. I'm like, Rocky. Hey, you know Rocky lost in the end. No, he didn't. That actually has happened to me like eight times. He won the heart of the city. But he lost the fights and the money. Actually, he got a ton of money. I was going to so. say, the money wasn't important to him. That's not why he did it. Yeah, but it helps. Which is the plot of Rocky Three. Yes. Nick, your number one. My number one is your number one. Yeah. Uh, the um, Apollo and Rocky punch. It's just... Seeing it for the first time. It's brilliant. Time. Yeah, it's just such an, emo- an emotional payoff. Watching um, the two of them use the ropes as a ladder right. is just... It's fantastic. So suspenseful. Um, the slow-mo adds some nice touches. My number one has already been said. It's not the Rocky punch, and it's not the Fight Club punch. Avengers. It's Avengers. I knew you would pick uh, that one? number one. It is uh, yep, Hulk punch. punching Thor. They're both nice. standing there just so heroically. Just the sucker punch of man. You know, like, I, man, I, every time. I've seen that movie at least 20 times. It's, it's still, always fun. It still makes me chuckle. Uh, the other thing, also, Hulk is involved in all my favorite parts of that movie when he just <laughs> smashes Loki. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted. I wish that could have been on my so list. So good. It's not a pun. I know that's and smash. Yes. <laughs> we should do our favorite smashings next week. I'll just have Nigel Thornberry. All five of mine. Right. I got the joke now. Yeah. Smashing. That took too long. All right. My number one is a scene from Snatch. Um, it's the bare knuckle boxing fight scene mm-hmm. where Mickey knocks out um, Gorgeous George. Gorgeous George, and for me, I I, I did like the movie a lot. When I was watching it, and that movie, that scene made me fall in love with that movie because the mixing of the music and the scene itself was just so perfect. And I can still see that scene in my head whenever I think back to this movie. And uh, yeah, my number one is from Snatch. Next week, we are going to finally get to the killing joke. Woo! I'll, uh, are you there? Take, I, I, take, I, I, I was going to say, you've seen it. You, are you still yeah, that excited? Take back that word. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're also going to take a look at The Little Prince, which is uh, coming to Netflix. And then the big movie that everyone's excited for, Suicide Squad. Woo! Top five, Woo! top five villains. All about you. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, you can email them at filmologyshow at gmail.com. Or if you go to the website, which is just filmologyshow.com, there is a comment section on every single page. Please use it. Yeah. Um, uh, anyone else? Nope? All right. Let, let's start putting up really, like, vocal reviews so we can get some comments. Some on. real edgy... If you agree with Nick, I tr- or, trust me, I would love to hear your defense for Nick for Nerf. I, I do want to hear people who like this movie, because I do love the concept. I just didn't like the movie. I'll put up an end of the forest review for the two other people <laughs> in the world that have seen it, and we'll get discussion going. Oh, sad. <laughs> poor little, poor little indie movie. <laughs> I support mm. you. All right, so this is. Uh, don't Jonathan did. 
I support indie films in general. I was going to say, say, you did not support that film. <laughs> John did. for the Wilder people. That's almost he did. Funny. He did see that movie. Yeah. From Promology, this has been uh, Johnny G. Today I've been joined by... Megan Hampson. Tyler Ruza. Andy Tiedemann. Nick Weninger. And we'll see you next week, guys. Enjoy your week in film. Bye, Bye everybody.